0: I want to start with a question today, so I want you to turn to somebody next to you, and I want you to share one of the kindest things that somebody has done to you in recent months. Why don't you share with somebody near you, what is the kindest thing that someone has done for you in recent months, okay? If it was that person who did it, give them a pat on the back as well, but if it wasn't, just share, okay? So just share that in twos and threes where you are. What's one of the kindest things someone has done for you in recent months, Okay, Um, I've got a secondary question, and this time, rather than answering it to one another, I I want you to shout out briefly your answer. You don't have to tell us the circumstances of what that kind thing was, but what impact did it have on you? What was the impact of that kindness? Just very briefly, just shout out some things. How did that kindness impact? Lifted Lifted your soul. Made Made you feel loved. Mm -hmm. Cared Cared for, yeah? Supported. Valued. Valued. Great. Anything else? No. Brilliant. I, I want to suggest this morning, we, we kinda, we're talking about kindness, really. And I want to suggest that kindness is a really powerful thing. It can actually have a, a really significant... Impact. Um, I, I was just thinking about this this week in terms of you know how is when I observe kindness or when somebody is kind to me, what impact does that have on me? Um, I, I, this obviously never happens to me because uh, I'm perfect. But uh, if if one were to draw a negative conclusion about somebody else, you know, if you've Either you've known them for a while or you've just seen somebody in the street and you've got a little bit judgy in your heart. Hands up, Any, anyone else kind of do that? Yeah, come on, we all do, don't we? You draw a negative conclusion about somebody, but then what happens when you see that person doing something kind for someone else, doing something sacrificial or going out of their way to be kind? Actually, it, can, it convicts us, doesn't it? I find that, it, ooh, I, I, I jump to a really horrible conclusion about that person, but... They were then just kind, and that's messed with my nice, neat boxes of people who are good and people who are bad. Um, It kind of kills judgment in me when I see kindness in other people, because it just disarms. There's something really powerful about it. Um, For those of you who who are married, you might relate to this one. If Rona and I were ever to have any kind of disagreement or tiff, obviously perfect marriage doesn't happen ever. But if we were ever to, to just have that thing that I've heard couples do, where you've kind of got that thing between you that you're not talking about, that, that you know there's something there, but, but, but you're not talking about it because I don't know why not, and you just kind of go on. You might even go for a few days, I've heard, that can happen. Kind of, some people call it sulking, I've heard. And um, but what happens sometimes, if one of you just takes the step to, to do something kind, something sacrificial, often I, my ex- oh, I'm giving the game away now, Anna, my experience <laughs> my experience is that often. That, that kind of unlocks something and then provides a platform which you can then have a conversation. And it just brings, it softens the situation. It softens hearts so that you can then talk about it. Does that? Do you know what I mean? You, you, those of you who are in relationships, you might know what I'm talking about there. Uh, kindness is a powerful thing, and it does all kinds of it, in, in kind of, yeah, impactful things to us and to other people. When it comes to God, one of the things I realized recently was that pretty much every mo- major moment in my life where God has convicted me in some way, where he's, he's just kind of put his finger on something in my life that, that I need to change or to you know change my thinking about or stop doing or start doing, often... That, that comes about as I've had just a greater awareness or revelation of God's kindness towards me. I, I don't necessarily link the times where God has done that to some kind of judgment God's putting on me, or certainly not ever any kind of condemnation. It, it, my experience has been that those, those major times of change in my life have either come about because of, or at the same time as, my my understanding of God's kindness has been increased, and this makes sense to me uh, because Paul writes to the church in Rome. We read this in Romans two, verse four. And uh, in Romans one, if you if you know your New Testament quite well, at the end of Romans one, Paul gets quite um, I don't know how to kind of put this politely. He's pretty brutal about some things that are going on in Rome. That obviously he has observed, and what he describes is how you know God's judgment ultimately will see justice happen there. You know, God will not just stand by and allow that stuff to happen. God will, you know, this is how God feels about it. He's pretty straight down the line. But then what he says to the church in Rome is effectively paraphrasing, he kind of says, But but don't for a minute think that you're any better than those people outside of the church. Don't start, you know, getting like we're better than them? Because he says in some ways you are just as bad as those people. And then he says this in verse 4, he says, don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant and patient God is with you? Does that mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? Paul says, look, don't don't start thinking you are better than other people. Don't, don't stand in that place of judgment over others, no matter what they are getting up to. And he says, look, don't you see that God's kindness, God is kind and tolerant and patient with you. And, and can't you see that the intention, you know, God, God displays his kindness to us to, to transform us, to turn us from our sin, to 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 make us realize, gosh, I don't need to do that anymore, or I I just need to put that to rest, and I need to move on, and I need to leave that in my past. God's kindness is intended to turn us from our sin. Some translations would say that God's kindness uh, turns us, or intent, I can't remember it now, something about repentance, what is it? God's kindness, what's the famous Leads Leads us to repentance, that's the word. Should have written that down. God's kindness leads us to repentance. It's in response to God's kindness that we often are compelled to change, to allow God's Holy Spirit to transform us from the inside out, to turn from our sin. And there's there's a little... Kind of, you know, throwaway line in there, in the midst of everything else. Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? That word, kind, I believe, is is a really underrated word in society today. It, it's kind of, it, it feels middle of the road to me. Does it? Does it to you? It, the way it's used in the English language these days, the word kind, it's kind of like, oh, that was kind. It, it, it's a a bit of a throwaway sort of, yeah, it was all right, it was kind, but it wasn't like spectacular or extravagant. It, it, was, it was just kind. But actually, certainly biblically in the Hebrew language, kindness is, is just this incredibly big, and often the word um, kind, when you come across it in the Old Testament, is a, is a, a translation or an, an attempt at translating. Um, the, the, the Hebrew word hesed or Potentially Chesed, if you want to say it properly, I think. Um, but this is this is a word used to describe God a lot in the Old Testament, and sometimes it's translated as kindness or loving kindness. Sometimes it's translated as unfailing love. There are various different ways that people try and translate it because it it's not it doesn't have a direct, nice, neat. Translation, but I just want to run through quickly these descriptions of God. These are just in the Psalms alone, just four or five quick ones. So, Psalm 17, show me your unfailing love. That's this Hesed word, this loving kindness in wonderful ways. Psalm 26, your unfailing love, O Lord is as vast as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. Your unfailing love or your loving kindness is better than life itself. How I praise you in Psalm 63. And in Psalm 69, answer my prayers, O Lord, for your unfailing love or your loving kindness is wonderful. Psalm 117, for his unfailing love, his loving kindness for us is powerful. The Lord's faithfulness endures forever. Praise the Lord's. And then we read on into the New Testament. Just, you know, they, these are just a, a, a snapshot, a handful of the occasions where God is described as being kind. So we read in Ephesians 1, verse 7: He, God, is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. The next verse, uh, verse 8: He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. Ephesians 2, uh, verse 7, so God can point uh, to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and what? And kindness towards us, as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. And then in 1 Peter 5, verse 10, in his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of of Christ Jesus, everything we have in Jesus, everything that is for us in Christ is a result of God's kindness towards us. God God is kind. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and just say, God is kind. Can you say it like you mean it this time? Come on. Yeah, God is hes incredibly kind, isn't he? Kind is just, it feels like a really bad word to use about God because it just is a bit of a meh word in our language today. But, But God's kindness is this huge thing, His loving kindness for us is just huge, and it's behind everything that he has for us. And it has this transformative effect on us. It softens our hearts. It leads us and others to turn from our sin, from living life our own way. It is in his kindness that we get to share in eternal glory. You know What we experience in heaven when we die will be because of God's kindness, his generous, loving kindness towards us kindness, I think, is a word we need to redeem a little bit. And it is one of our distinctives. It's the next one we want to look at today. One of these words that we just think we, we either are or we want to be more of this as a church. And so we use this phrase of responding to the Father's kindness to us by serving others. So, so that's who we want to be as a church. We want to be a group of people who know that everything we have is as a result of the father's kindness towards us we haven't earned anything we haven't we don't deserve what he gives us but he has been kind and so we enjoy that we receive that freely but then as a natural overflow of the kindness he has given us we want to respond to that by serving other people by showing and demonstrating kindness towards or the people... Because that's the natural response, isn't it? When you, everyone, anyone remember the film Pay It Forward? That was a classic, wasn't it? Maybe, I don't know, how long ago that was now. A long time ago. Kevin Spacey, wasn't it? Although you're probably not meant to mention him these days because I don't know what. But, um, but Pay It Forward was this concept, wasn't it? If They were just trying to change the world by when you do something good for somebody or when somebody does something good for you, you kind of just pay it forward. You do something similar. And, and I want to suggest that's quite a natural response to God's kindness toward us is it changes us, transforms us on the inside, and makes us want to demonstrate that kindness toward other people. Jesus said that freely we have received, now freely give. I came across this great, as part of the attempt to redeem the word kindness, I came across this description by an American pastor called Stephen Whitmer. And uh, and I absolutely love this. He said this. He said, It's a supernaturally generous orientation of our hearts toward other people, even when they don't deserve it and don't love us in return. God himself is kind in this way. I want to read that again because there's a lot in there, isn't there? It's a supernaturally generous orientation of our hearts toward other people, even when they don't deserve it and don't love us in return, God himself is kind in this way. That's how God loves us. That's how he's demonstrated his kindness toward us, right? Even when we don't deserve it, even when we don't love him in return, his heart is toward us, and an interesting word to put in there, a supernaturally generous orientation. I think particularly off the back of last week when we are talking about needing to be filled with the Holy Spirit, what we have to recognize is that kindness is a, you know, it, it's a supernatural thing. It's not something we're going to be able to drum up inside of us to any great extent. It's a thing that God does in our hearts by His Holy Spirit. It's this generous orientation that is fueled by God at work in us, this supernaturally generous orientation of our hearts toward other people. Now, I just want to kind of stop and reflect here for a moment that you guys as a church are incredibly kind. This isn't one of those topics where we're going like, come on, we need to break new ground in this area. There's there's no kindness on display, church, come on. This totally is not that at all. When it comes to kindness, I am astounded by the level of kindness and generosity that happens in this church already. Just countless small and large sacrificial acts toward one another and toward other people. You guys are an incredibly kind group of people. Just, a, I want to just share two stories this morning of... of um, kindness that I've just have heard about in the church in recent months. Um, one of them was. Um, I don't know where to start with this story really but essentially the only person I'm going to name in this one is Jackie Um, and Jackie works here at at the centre leading our kind of debt operations with people in the community and Jackie is a a very very kind person but she had been her car, she seems to always I don't know if she's here this morning but Jackie always seems to have car trouble and um, it's a kind of ongoing thing in her life and she came to the point where she was thinking I just need to upgrade my car and I want some advice so she went to somebody in the church who she thought, you know what, I, um, uh, this person knows about cars, I'm just going to go to them and ask them um, for some advice, some impartial advice, I know they're not going to kind of try and pressure me into anything, they'll just give me some advice. So they, she went to this person and, uh, and this person actually said, oh you know what, um, there's, been, there's been a death recently in our family and Coincidentally, um, an inheritance has been left that includes a car that's in good working order, it's had a full service history, it's doing really well. You know, maybe we could talk about this. Now, Jackie, being the kind person that she is, said to this person, kind of, ah, hold on a minute, before, you know, thinking of herself, she knew of somebody in this church who had been speaking to her just before this had happened, this conversation, and had explained that this person um, this person had explained that they were really struggling because they had got into one of these kind of car leasing purchasing things. I don't know quite how they work, but where you pay a certain amount of money a month for a a nice car, and they were stuck in this contract and could not get out of it and, uh, and didn't have enough cash in the bank to kind of cut the contract off. If they were to do that, they wouldn't have enough cash in the bank to buy a car that was good enough to do the mileage required with their job because there was quite a lot of driving came with their job. So Jackie was aware of this person and said to the person who said to her, I've got a car that's you know kind of potentially let's do a deal. And Jackie explained this situation to this person who said, Well, I would just like to gift this car to that individual. And they did, just completely gave this car. You know, they could have sold it and for I don't know how much money, but they chose to give give this car, and this person was absolutely blown away and blessed by it. I knew because we had this person had had talked about this with us a couple of weeks before, and we just said, I'd love to be able to help if I can, but all I can do is pray. And then God prompts somebody to be incredibly kind and gift a car to that person. How incredible is that? I mean, how how outrageously kind. What a generous orientation of that person's heart towards somebody who could never repay that. I, I just love hearing stories like that. And, and that's quite extraordinary, isn't it? I don't hear that story like every week of cars being gifted to one another. Um, but what I do hear stories of is just the, the kind of little things, the, the simple things where people are going out of their way to demonstrate kindness to other people. So again, I heard recently another story of um, somebody who, uh, who had a family member who was really unwell, and um, and actually, they were there. It was kind of extended family was facing a pretty terrible diagnosis in terms of illness. And um, and this person shared it for prayer on Slack. And then somebody got in touch. Somebody in the church just got in touch and said, "You know what? I don't know that person, you know, as an individual who is going through that situation. But I've been through something similar myself, and I know what would bless them. I know that if I cooked a meal and gave it to you to pass on to your family member." That would bless them. So this person did. And they went out of their way. They made a beautiful home-cooked meal with sides and with dessert and everything. So they literally didn't have to put anything in for this meal. And they just brought it around, dropped it off. This person dropped it off at the individual's house, their family member's house, just to bless them. And that person, who isn't part of the church, was just completely blown away by, you know, somebody who doesn't know me was willing to go to that length of, of making a meal. How incredibly kind was that? And they, they were just completely blown away by that. And I love hearing stories like that. That seems to happen all the time. If you have a child in this church, generally food just appears on your doorstep. And uh, it's great, isn't it? Just because we know that when people have a, a, a kid, it's really, really difficult sometimes to juggle nappies and food at the same time and so we we just somebody will somebody in the background somewhere will organize a rotor and send food around it happens when people go into hospital or whether it's lifts or whether it's little kind notes being written for people I know and there's a huge amount that I don't even see but the stuff I see leads me to the conclusion that you guys are an incredibly kind-hearted bunch of people and um Desmond Tutu, um, former Archbishop of uh, Cape Town, he said this. He said, Do your little bit of good where you are. It's those little bits of good put together that overwhelm the world. I thought that's a great quote, isn't it? Sometimes you can make a meal for somebody and think, Well, it's just a meal. But actually, when you add up all of these kind of acts of kindness, of, of sacrificing ourselves to give to other people, it does make a genuine difference on a a bigger scale, doesn't it? It changes the atmosphere. It softens things. It creates a culture that just kind of reproduces and becomes kinder and kinder. So kindness amongst one another here in the church is great, and I love seeing that, and it does make such a difference. It it creates unity. It breaks down any negativity. And um, Jesus said in John 13, he said, your love for one another... Will prove to to the world that you are my disciples. There is something about how we are kind to one another that is a demonstration to the world out there about the goodness of God. And that's a really great thing. But I also want to suggest that if, if it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance, to turn from our sin, then actually it's it's God's kindness sometimes just by him stepping in and doing something kind or people having their their mind open to the truth, the good news about Jesus' death and resurrection and the kindness involved there. But sometimes it's through the, the kind acts of you and I on behalf of God responding to God's kindness that actually unlocks doors in people's hearts who are far from God, that leads them to turn from sin, leads them to repentance. Sometimes it's our kindness, we as the body of Christ, the hands and feet of God, demonstrating his kindness to other people that just unlocks people's hearts, that softens people's hearts to then an opportunity to share good news with them. Um, Some of you might know Andy Hawthorne, who leads the Message Trust over in Manchester. Uh, He came to York in 2012 to just help us out with an event. And one of the pieces of advice he had for us was... He just said, look, if you're going to share the good news with people, just bless people first. Like, you know, it doesn't really matter what you do, just bless them first, and it will unlock something. It, it opens people's hearts when you, it kind of disarms, doesn't it? In the same way that we know, and I shared earlier, in terms of having that negative con- conclusion about somebody, kindness just disarms that. And for you, you know, you think you're the only one who wanders around the streets or goes into the supermarket and makes negative judgments about people. We're all doing it. And when you demonstrate kindness, actually that disarms people towards you and can pre- present opportunities for you to share something of the good news with people. And I've got a, a guy I know, a fellow church leader from Bolton, a guy called Rob. He and his wife Helen took a sabbatical and they went to a church in America big church in America, and uh, they just immersed themselves there for a few weeks and went on all kinds of training courses. One of the courses they went on uh, was was about just how do you find those opportunities to share the good news with people or to see God work in, in significant kind of supernatural ways. And uh, And what they described was like a A guy who they described as looking about 16 got up to lead this course. It turned out he was 23. But he, they were kind of like, what has this guy got to teach us? And anyway, he just told story after story. But one of the things he emphasized over and over again was that if you want more opportunities to share the good news with people, look for opportunities to demonstrate the kindness of God to people, just in everyday life. Just be kind of going around with antennae up of, of, of looking for, of hearing God's Spirit whisper, those little nudges in our gut of, okay, what are the, you know, what are the opportunities today, God, where I can demonstrate your kindness toward other people? Uh, this young man leading that course just told one story that, wait, well, told lots of stories, but the story that was related to me that I remembered uh, was of, of one morning he'd been praying and he felt God gave him what we would describe as a word of knowledge, just something to encourage somebody, a way that God wanted to speak into somebody's life. And, um, and he was out kind of going about his daily business. He went to the petrol station or in America, the gas station, and, uh, and he was filling up his car when somebody in the bay next to him and just kind of came across to him and said, look, I, we're on a long journey. We haven't got any money on us, um, but uh, could you just lend us $10 so I can put some fuel in my tank and we can get on our way. Here's my details. Give me your details and I promise I'll pay you back. I will send you the money. Um, this guy, because he was looking for opportunities to demonstrate the kindness of God, said, hang on a minute. I'll just fill up your whole tank and I'll pay for it. Don't want paying back. I just want to be kind towards you. And he did this. This family were completely blown away by this. And in that moment, he, this guy felt like, he was like, oh, maybe this is the people God gave me this, this message, this word for. So he shared it there on the petrol station forecourt, shared, I think God wants to say this to you. These people were like, that is absolutely bang on. So he prayed for them there and then in the middle of this petrol station forecourt. And they're all in tears responding, saying, you know, thank you so much, not just for your kindness, but for what you've spoken over us today. And what he would say is that opportunity was unlocked because he had demonstrated God's kindness toward these people. And it's just these little nudges, isn't it, that, that we can sometimes miss if we're not quite tuned in to the Holy Spirit. But I, I think just if, you know, we will find if we're alert and aware and looking for those opportunities to demonstrate God's kindness, we are going to also find more opportunities to share about God's goodness with people because God's kindness unlocks people's hearts it disarms people and it presents these opportunities to speak into their lives so how do we do this like how do we grow in kindness well like i said earlier kindness is one of the fruit of the spirit isn't it love joy peace patience kindness and um, it's one of the fruit of the Spirit. And what do we know about the fruit of the Spirit? Well, actually, with the fruit of the Spirit, it's quite hard to generate these things in our own strength. You can get so far with it, but only so far with it. Actually, the the fruit of the Holy Spirit is a supernatural work in us when we remain connected in to Jesus, when we walk in step with his Spirit. I I kind of, I've probably done this a million times, but I love connecting the the fruit of the Spirit with the image Jesus gives us in John 15 of him being the vine and us being the branches, and he says there that if if we remain in him, if we abide in him, if we work on our connection with Jesus, we will produce much fruit. That will happen. It's not just a kind of God might grow fruit in your life. If we dig down in our relationship with him, if we abide in him, remain in him, he will produce fruit in our lives. And one of those fruits will be kindness. So sometimes, you know, it's a kind of both and, isn't it? Because he also gives us eyes to see, and he gives us our natural senses as well as his kind of supernatural work within us. So if we can be digging down into God and saying, God, would you just continue to grow fruit in my life? If we can go around with our eyes open, looking for opportunities to demonstrate God's kindness, then I think those two things in tandem will lead us just to be more kind to other people and to see these opportunities come about. Sometimes being a gateway for God's kingdom is as simple as being kind to somebody else, isn't it? You know, We're hearing over these weeks about how different people are trying to be a gateway for God's kingdom to come, where we're seeing his goodness and his mercy and his love become a reality here on earth sometimes being a gateway for god's kingdom is as simple as a kind word to somebody in the office or a or a kind word to the person in morrison's at the checkouts after we all descend after church on a sunday sometimes kindness in the home with our kids if we're trying to disciple our children sometimes kindness is, is the thing that's going to unlock more of god's kingdom coming in our family. And like Desmond Tutu said, when we put those small acts of kindness together, we change the world in a big way. It's an incredible thought to me that, you know, 200 people here in this church, in this community, this city, demonstrating God's kindness in supernatural ways can transform our community. Isn't that an incredible thought? Like sometimes we have to think of like, we we think about, oh, you know, God's kingdom coming in in these miraculous ways, and that's great, and we want to see more of that. But sometimes God's kingdom comes through small and large sacrificial generous acts towards other people doesn't it and I genuinely believe that we will see God's kingdom come in greater measure if we tap into God's kindness and we respond to that by serving others and looking for those opportunities to demonstrate. For you, it might be your workplace that you have a heart to see transformed. For some of you, it might be the sports club you're part of, or it might be a relationship you're in, or it might be your family, it might be your neighborhood, the street where you live. You're just desperate to see. God's kingdom come. I was I was talking to a retired church leader in York a couple of weeks ago, who um, a really good guy, but he's just got he's probably about seventy odd, eighty now, and and he has this burning desire in his heart for his cul de sac. It's twelve houses, but he's just God's still got that passion there in his heart to see that place transformed. And I don't know what it is for you, but I genuinely believe that part of the answer to God's kingdom coming is for us to respond to God's kindness to us by demonstrating that to other people um, one of the things just want to encourage you with this as I finish really um, there's there's a guy who works locally here he, he runs a business in Acham. and um, and many of you use this guy's business and some of you will know who I'm talking about when I start talking I'm not going to name him but, uh, but he's not a believer. He's not come to faith yet, despite the best efforts of many of you in this room. And, uh, and he, he was in our building the other week. I was, um, I was just coming out of the office, coming down the stairs. And, uh, and I, I overheard him talking to somebody else who's also not part of this church. And he didn't know anyone else was around listening. And I, the thing I overheard him say, which he said to this other person, two of them not part of our church, uh, he said, you know what, this church here is the best thing that has ever happened to Acom. And, uh, and I was like, yes, <laughs> come on. And my reaction meant that he realized that overheard. So you weren't going to hear that. <laughs> but isn't that, it, I, I genuinely think that, is, that should be an encouragement to you to every single one of you, that there are people out there who, who haven't realized how much God loves them yet, who haven't come to faith in him yet, who recognize that we are doing good here. We are a good presence in this community because of who we are and what we're doing. And, I, and if, if somebody out there can recognize that, then that's great, isn't it? That's what we want more of, is, is that people are going, yeah, okay, these, we also want him at some point to go, oh, I realize why now. <laughs> And we're still praying for that. But uh, anyway, the last thing—sorry, I know that was the last thing. This is actually the last thing. Um, one of the bonuses, just kind of medically, of being kind—this this is incredible. Okay, so science tells us that if you do, when you do something kind for other other people, all of these chemicals kick off in your body as well, and you become happier. You also live longer. Your lifespan is extended the, the kinder you are. Apparently, um, serotonin is, is released, which is a natural antidepressant. Apparently, your pain levels in your body will go down because endorphins are released when you do something kind for other people. So if you are kind, you know, along with everything I've just said, one of the natural bonuses is you will have less stress, you will be less anxious and depressed, your blood pressure will be lower, you will live longer... And physically, your oxytocin is released as well, which is physically good for your heart. How incredible is, is the God who made us and designed us to be kind, that actually there are some real benefits for us physically and mentally when we're kind as well. I'm not suggesting that should be our main motivation for being kind, but it's just a bonus in God's kindness toward us, isn't it? Uh, so we're going to pray. The, the musicians are going to come up and lead us in worship. Do you want to stand? And uh, I'm just going to pray for us. Father, I thank you for your kindness toward us. <laughs> God, we have, we have received so much from you because of your kindness. God, we don't deserve any of it. We don't. We can't repay you in any way, and yet you have showered your kindness on us. We thank you for the eternal kind of difference that your kindness has made to us in providing us a way to live forever with you. And, uh, and we worship you, God, because of your kindness. We celebrate you because of your kindness. But God, we also want to allow your spirit to work in our hearts, to produce fruit in our lives that makes us just more kind, that that makes us more generous toward other people. And so we just invite you again to come by your spirit as we worship now, as we celebrate you, as we fix our eyes on you, Jesus, as we work on our connection to the true vine, that you would produce a fruit of kindness in our lives. God, would we be known as as a a really kind church to, to not just one another, but to people out there as well. God, would you do a supernatural work in our hearts that would enable us to greater acts of kindness? Because God, we know that if your kindness leads people to turn from their sin, it's done that for us and it'll do that for other people as well, God, as we demonstrate your kindness we will see more people turn to you and give their lives to you. So God, I pray for us specifically this week. God, would you open our eyes to the opportunities in our lives to demonstrate your kindness, to show that kindness in really practical ways, in meaningful ways, with our words, with our actions, whether it's in our workplaces or our families or our neighborhoods, our social groups, whether we're just out and about in the street. God, help us to see these opportunities to demonstrate your supernatural kindness. But God, we always want to do that in response to your great kindness to us. Father, I want to pray for anyone here this morning who maybe just their experience of life has led them to the conclusion that you are not kind. God, I just pray you would overwhelm each one of us this morning with an understanding, a a fresh revelation of your unlimited kindness towards us. Would you do that here today amongst us, God? Would you show us your kindness? Just even as we wait now and as we move into a time of worship, God, would you be reminding each one of us of just how kind you are, of what a loving father you are, a generous father, a sacrificial father, a father who gives his kindness away freely, regardless of whether it's deserved or given back to him in worship. Help us to know you more God help us to know your kindness more would that lead us in kindness toward other people thank you Father